welcome to the Relationship Recovery Podcast, hosted by Jessica Knight, a certified life coach who specializes in narcissistic and emotional abuse. This podcast is intended to help you identify manipulative and abusive behavior, set boundaries with yourself and others, and heal the relationship with yourself so you can learn to love in a healthy way. Hello, my name is Jessica Knight. I recently started a YouTube channel, which has some videos of mine. It has some podcast episodes, but my plan is to expand and do a few more videos. And this episode is actually a result of somebody asking a question there. I like YouTube because I like the idea that people can ask questions and have conversations in a more genuine way. And so the question was, can you do a video on how to begin to leave an abusive relationship? Like, what would you do? And so if you are still figuring out, if you are in an abusive relationship, I highly recommend going to my relationship recovery program, which is on emotionalabusecoach.com. That takes you through identifying abuse, understanding the cycle of abuse, understanding the bare bones of a trauma bond, learning how to set boundaries, and then what would come next in healing. Obviously, in a course, we can't get you out of the relationship, you know, and get you healed and have your trauma bond worked through and all of that. Like this, that's not what this is about. This is about, it's a very introductory course that is really meant to validate you. It's meant to help you understand where you are right now. I include bonus videos, bonus podcasts, other videos that help me heal, a few worksheets and You also get a free validation call with me, which is a 30-minute call. It's a one-on-one. And it's basically like that's a time for you to ask all your questions. It's a time for you to tell me what's going on. And I will be very honest and blunt and forward with you. If you have identified that it's abuse and you don't know how to start to leave, I'm going to cover most of that today in this podcast. This will probably be very bare bones, of course, because it's hard to you know, if I was to kind of tell you exactly how to leave, you know, everybody's situation is different. Have your kids, if you are married, if it's just a relationship, as in just dating, just a domestic partnership or just a partnership, like there's, it's different for everybody, but I'm going to do my best to work through the bare bones today so that you have a better understanding of what it takes. So to start, you have to learn what's going on. If this is a narcissistic relationship, you will have to learn what narcissism is. You'll have to learn the characteristics of a narcissist. Not all narcissists are abusers. I do have an episode on that. I highly recommend you listen to it. If you keep getting caught up in the, is he a narcissist? Is he an abuser? Is it this? Is it that? Don't worry about that. But you'll have to learn what you're dealing with. The terms like gaslighting, like trauma bond, like what an apology actually is, what having a boundary actually is. You'll have to educate yourself on what's going on because that's going to help you get right with reality. In my opinion, getting right with reality is the first step. You have to begin to understand what you are dealing with because usually we're in a lot of denial. We're in denial because that person that we're with that is supposed to love us is also invalidating all of our experiences. You know, when we say what you did hurt me and they say, no, it didn't, that's invalidating your experience. So that's step one is understand getting right with your reality, understanding what you're dealing with, getting to know the terms. I did another episode on gaslighting. I believe it's called 
when you don't know you're being gaslit, you defend yourself endlessly. That's an important episode because that will help you learn how to stop letting yourself be gaslit. Meaning, the abuser, the narcissist, the toxic person, the manipulator will continue to gaslight and you will not accept it. They might say something like, you always do this every time. This is what you do. And then you'll say, nope, I don't do this every time. And even if they're like, yes, you do, you know in yourself that you don't. Or even if it's like, you're mad about this. I could tell. I can see your face. I know exactly how you feel right now. You can stand there and be able to say, I don't feel the way that you're saying I feel. So that's what educating yourself does. It helps you understand what you're dealing with, what's going on, and how to help you move forward. The next thing is realizing that you're in a trauma bond. Anybody in an abusive relationship or in a relationship with a narcissist is in a trauma bond. A trauma bond is when we are, I mean, there's a million definitions to a trauma bond. I just want to be clear about that. They all work together. But an easy way for our purposes of how do I leave an abusive relationship is understanding that you're in a trauma bond. You have cognitive dissonance. You are believing two things at the same time. You're believing that they're your soulmate and they also are hurting you and you need to leave. You know you need to leave and you can't. That's how you know that you're in a trauma bond and it feels chemical. It feels bodily. It feels like you'd rather rip off your right arm than leave the relationship but the relationship is hurting you. So you know you need to leave. It is incredibly painful. You feel crazy and you feel crazy because it's maddening to think that you would let yourself stay in a situation like that, but you don't necessarily feel like you have a choice because if you left, you know that there's going to be a lot of pain on the other side. That's how you know you're trauma bonded. I don't believe a podcast can heal a trauma bond. It's a lot of deep work. It really works well when you have support. Lisa Sani has a lot of content out on TikTok. She also has a trauma bond recovery program. She is amazing. She does a ton of work on this. I work with clients one-on-one on it. I don't have a course or anything like that that will focus on it and help you heal. But I have healed through a trauma bond before and I know how painful it is. When I was in it, I wanted him to change. I wanted him to see what he was doing. I wanted him to understand what was happening more than I wanted to breathe at the time. I wanted it so badly and I was unable to see because I was trauma bonded, which is a love addiction, that it wasn't going to happen. And this person could never give me what I need and what I want. And so I had to learn how to heal and how to get out of that. And I want to tell you that, I mean, I wish I could say, you know, once I identified it and I was able to move past it, that's not true. It's not true for a lot of clients. It takes a lot of time usually to work through a trauma bond. But the purpose of it is if we're following, how do I leave an abusive relationship? First, you educate yourself. You get to know what's happening. You get right with your reality. You're going to have to work through this. You're going to have to work through the pain of leaving someone you don't want to leave, but you know you need to leave. And I highly recommend getting support, whether from me or another coach out there. Anyone that goes through that program I mentioned at the beginning of the call, the Relationship Recovery Program, can have discounted coaching with me to work through the trauma bond. But there is support out there. And if you have a therapist that's trauma-informed, they can also help you work through this. I would ask them 
if they have worked in domestic violence before. Usually we start to understand we're trauma bonded. We start working through the trauma bond while we're in the relationship. And then we think about how do we leave? How do we get there? Right? Like that's usually the painful part. When there's kids and marriage involved, it's a little different. Still possible, 100% still possible. But the difference is that if you don't live with them, it may not be easier mentally and emotionally, but it's easier logistically. If you do live with them, you are going to have to start to set boundaries with them. And a boundary with an abuser only works if you have a way to remove yourself from the harm. Telling somebody, don't treat me this way, is not removing yourself from the harm. That's a suggestion. That's going to, those are words. They're going to take those words and they're going to put them in the trash. The words only work if there's a follow-up action. Don't speak to me that way. Don't yell at me. If you yell at me, I'm going for a walk for an hour and then I'll come back. They go, no, you're not. You're not leaving the house. You're crazy. We have to upgrade the action. Okay. I'm going to go to a hotel. I'm going to stay with a friend. You could not yell at me anymore. I'm not going to be yelled at. Don't throw things at me. You throw something at me or next to me and I'm leaving and I'm going to live with my mother. I'm going to live with Nancy. I'm going to live in a hotel. You have to start setting these boundaries. If there's a place that you can go or if you don't live together, it's much easier to set those boundaries. I had to do this with someone and this was not the person I was married to. This was an ex-partner, but it was, if you yell at me, I'm leaving. And then he would yell more and more. One time I left and I could hear him yelling all the way down the block. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, thank God I'm not inside of there. When I left, he said that I was being the victim as if I needed to stay there and be yelled at. This also happened with gaslighting. I said, don't tell me how I feel and what I think. And he kept doing it. You want this. You think this. You want that. No, I don't. I don't think any of those things. If you want to know what I think, you can ask me. Then it was don't play games with me. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. Again, I didn't live with this person. It was much easier for me just to get up and get out logistically, not emotionally. But that helps get clarity. When you're able to get out to separate, it gives you clarity. If you live with this person, you could go to the other room. When I was married and I would get into these disagreements, like there was a point where we stopped sleeping in the same bed. I wasn't awake when he would come home from work anymore. I didn't, about one of the boundaries was I'm not asking for help anymore. I would just hire a babysitter if I needed help or assistance or something. And so the purpose of that, again, is so that you can have some mental clarity. You can have some mental peace. After that, after you have enough space to begin to think about what you're going to do. If you're leaving the relationship, you have to leave the relationship. I've seen people do this successfully when they hit their last straw. So if you're listening to this, you're probably on your last straw and there's probably one straw left. Let that be your last straw. This is your permission slip for this to finish. With my ex-boyfriend, the one I just told you about yelling down the street, my last straw was He had constantly been telling me what I think and what I feel. And I had moved and I was unpacking and he was super not helpful the day before. I was super sick the day before. And I just said, you know, I think it would be better if we spend time separate today. Why don't you go home, do your stuff, 
we had plans to go to the beach with his friends. And I was like, why don't you go to the beach? Go have fun. Have a good day. I'm going to stay here and unpack. And he was like, no, now I'm here to help and you're not going to let me help. And I'm like, well, quite frankly, like I've been up for four hours doing this already. So it's not really, you know, it's not helpful if we're in this. I said, I'm sick. I don't feel well. I can't go to the beach. I doubt you want to be in a 90 degree apartment all day. Go have fun. We'll meet up for dinner later. I think that's a better plan for us. And it turned into this long discussion on how I can't accept help and I never get help and help is never enough. And I was like, I'm so fucking done with it. Like, I'm so done with this conversation. And then he ended up breaking up with me because nothing that he does is good enough. And I was like, okay, okay. And I don't think he expected me to say that. With my ex-husband, I also hit a last draw. I hit like a bunch of last draws, but the last one was in regard to a family thing that I just couldn't look past it anymore. Like I couldn't imagine being that low around my family for the millionth time and then going back into it. And so I let it be it. But if you're in a marriage, if there are children, something that you can do at this point when you start setting these boundaries is go get a consultation with a lawyer. I consulted with a lawyer. I consulted with a mediator. I had an idea of what would happen. I had an idea of what I needed to do. Like we had shared accounts, you know, and things like that. So I had to understand what the roadmap was. And that gave me a lot of clarity. We chose to do something called an uncontested divorce, although it was extremely contested and I paid for it. So I don't think you should go that route if this is what you're dealing with. But regardless, I knew what I needed to do. I knew what I needed to do to protect myself. I knew, you know, what I started to learn what custody meant in the state that I live in because it's different in every state. And so you can do that. That would be a good next step because you're going to have to figure out the finances if you're married. And if you just live together and if you are trying to figure out like how you're going to, where you're going to go, I would start saving money. I have clients that have had parents put money aside for them. If they get gifts, they would give it to a friend. I had another client who was all their, all her friends gave her 20 bucks. And so she was able to get like one month of an apartment. And then by then she got on her feet. I know that this is hard. I know that figuring out where you're going to go is really hard. But emotional abuse is abuse. Verbal abuse is abuse. Physical abuse absolutely is abuse. That's the one that everyone was like, yep, that's abusive. You know if it's abuse. If you're listening to this, it's likely abuse. So try and figure out where am I getting money if I don't have it? You know, you may be listening to this and you have it and you're fine. I did. I had money and I could go. Think about lawyers if you need to. Set up a free consultation with somebody and then start to just prepare. If you're not married, it's where am I going to live? How am I paying for it? When do I want to go? Sometimes it's helpful to sign that lease before you leave. So then you leave. After that, this is another really hard thing. After you have been able to remove yourself, you have to go no contact. And I know how hard that is. I work with my clients to establish modified no contact, so low contact. It doesn't work as well as if you did no contact because 
it's an addiction. A trauma bond is an addiction. You are constantly getting those dopamine hits. And so you need to go no contact, which includes social media. I know how much this sucks. I had a really hard time doing it. I would have preferred to talk to him longer and prolong the pain until it got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore, where everything that every conversation was manipulative and I was just done. But what I did when I couldn't go no contact was I established limited contact. So maybe responding once a day. I think I talked about this on another podcast. There was a time where I would, I would like respond once at night and, or I would check their social media once at night. And then eventually it became zero times because I didn't feel like checking it anymore. After that, is when you have to start to rebuild yourself. When you leave an emotionally abusive relationship, your sense of self-worth is really low. Your sense of self is probably in the trash. You don't know who you are a lot of the time. There's, there are most likely relationships and friendships that have been neglected. So there will be a lot of rebuilding and you can go slow and it will feel like you're sick. You may even get actually sick because your body is releasing. I got actually physically sick. I was really not well after, and then it got better and it took time and I let it take as much time as it needed to take. This is different for everybody, but I had really firm boundaries around contact. I needed to write a list for myself of what I needed to see from him in order to get back together if I was ever gonna get back together. That was my way of telling myself, okay, if this changes, this is, these are like my terms or whatever for myself, not anything I shared with him. And he did none of them, not one. So when he did reach out about four months later, I looked out, you know, I looked at my list and I was like, well, based on the way he's talking to me, I could tell he didn't go to therapy. Um, And then I just thought about some of the others that like, if he didn't do that, then he didn't do any of these other things. And I just was like, okay, I'm all set, which is a place I never thought I would get to, to tell you the truth. I didn't think I'd ever be able to say no, but I was really proud of myself when I did. I actually felt like I went into fight, flight, and freeze all at once. And so I imagine that this episode is going to leave you with questions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to label it, how to leave an, an abusive relationship, part one. And If you have questions, the best thing that you can do is either email them to me at jessica at jessicanightcoaching.com. That's jessica at jessicanightcoaching.com. Or if you are listening to this on YouTube, because I am going to post it on YouTube first, please just comment below, write your questions in, and I'll record a second one of these later this week. I really hope that this was helpful. You can find more content from me by searching Relationship Recovery Podcast, Jessica Knight. If you go on Instagram at Emotional Abuse Coach, all of my links are in my bio. And just know that you are not alone. And if this is scary and if this feels like so much, it is. (laughs) This sucks. But luckily, there's more people coming out with content on this. So you are very, very, very supported. Please reach out to me if you need it.